Hi there, and welcome back to the North County Beat. This is a podcast from the Coast News Group. My name is Kelly Kyle. I'm a Coast News reporter and your host. We have got a lot to cover today, so let's get right to it with local news you need to know from this past week. San Diego area police are pushing back on a new state law that bans facial recognition from being present in body cameras. AB 1215 reads that these cameras should be used for transparency, not surveillance. So the cops disagree with the law's language, and they see this tech as a convenient way to identify suspects in the field. Here's Escondido Police Chief Craig Carter. If we cannot identify you, we, we are forced to bring you to the station. And then we just start doing all kinds of other work in order to try to identify. Waste the officer's time, the individual's time, but you know, there's no, there's no other option. We can't just release them in the field without knowing who they are. Currently, police in San Diego County are looking to narrow the language of the law. They are lobbying in hopes that it will be amended in the near future. Nearly 100 parents and tiny students marched at the Cardiff Elementary School on Wednesday, calling for construction there to resume. A judge ruled it to a halt after a group of residents challenged the legality of building over a corner of green space in George Burkich Park, which is adjacent to the school. 25-year Cardiff Elementary School principal Julie Parker says the district is hoping the lawsuit gets dropped. It's, it is an outrage that they are actually holding these kids hostage as we try and go through this process. Opponents of the project argue that the current design will impede on protected land and trees and possibly obstruct views. Tune in next week for deeper coverage on the construction, frustrated parents, and the group looking to save the green space. Have you ever noticed that colorful wall on the side of Senor Grubby's in Carlsbad? It's a part of a larger project now known as the Carlsbad Art Wall. The brainchild of local artist Brian Snyder and Senor Grubby's co-founder Justin Jachura, this colorful wall gets a fresh new look every two months. So now, to help offset the costs, Snyder is turning to the community. Right now, Snyder and Jachura foot most of the bill for the wall, with some assistance from a city grant they got three years ago. Their GoFundMe campaign is meant to help pave talent fairly for their work on this art wall, which has become a must-see for locals and tourists alike. Since October, Baja California in Mexico has seen some of its worst fires in recent history. Hundreds of homes and tens of thousands of acres of land were totally destroyed. Now, some North County residents are raising money to help those affected so they can rebuild their homes, and they're also collecting items like food, clothing, and other necessities. Jamin Luoto, a Carmel Valley resident helping organize the efforts, says it feels right to help out this popular destination for SoCal locals. I always felt a lot of love there, and, and um, I think most people who go do. So it'd be nice to reciprocate that a little bit. If we can give just a little bit, it makes a difference. A little bit goes a long way down there. Jamin and the other residents leading this relief effort charge encourage folks to check out the GoFundMe for Unidos por Valle, a fundraiser benefiting volunteer firefighters in Mexico. Palomar College in San Marcos is in a tough spot. They're deep in debt, and a recent report from the state-sponsored Fiscal Crisis and Management Assistance Team shows that they are at a high risk of not being able to pay it off in the long term. At the same time, President Joy Lynn Blake received a vote of no confidence from her faculty, which calls for her removal. In the middle of all of this, Coast News reporter Steve Horn spoke with Blake about the college's financials and Blake's tense relations with the faculty. 
Are there any like big things that stood out to you in the FICMAT analysis that they did? Streamlining the pro our processes so they're more efficient, so we work smarter. Some things that we're doing, we're still doing manual, manually. And so there's ways we can work smarter. What kind of systems is that? Is that like in the... In our the information systems oh, okay. area, right? We had already started to work on it, but this just kind of honed in like, this is a big problem. So you guys really need to work on focusing your resources on that. The other thing is uh, making sure that uh, we uh, build out our professional development training in terms of the regulations that we're supposed to follow and getting up to date on those. Another area is looking at our health and welfare package um, because a district currently uh, has a, all employees have a fully paid health and welfare package for them and their families. And typically in most districts, majority of districts, there's cost sharing. What does um, cost sharing mean? So my old district, they pay for Kaiser and one family member, mm -hmm. right? But if you had two family members or three or four or whatever, then you had to pay another X number of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And so we don't do that. And so as health care goes up and costs mm. go up, we're like, whoa, okay, we got to get a handle on that. And so then we're trying to get uh, do data analysis and everything. You don't want to make a decision and you haven't considered the impact that it's going to have on the employee that, you know, that's really going to be impacted by that. Let me ask you about the uh, sort of the dynamic right now with uh -huh. the, the faculty. And like over the past months, it's kind of been like a pretty tense atmosphere at a lot right. of the meetings right. and almost like a tense atmosphere in the board. What do you make of it? And also, like, you feel like it's changed this year? Identified in the spring of 17 that we need to make reductions, but we didn't make them until uh, the 17, 18 year. And then we did that again in 18, 19. Then after FICMAC came, it's like, okay, we're really going to have to make some changes. So that created a lot of angst and upset. If the uh, data shows that we may be insolvent in three years and we and our costs are, 96% of our costs are in salaries and benefits, that would make me a little anxious. So 96% is yeah. salary and benefits. That's right. Wow. That'll leave us much room. Yeah. And so people will be anxious, even though... It is, like you said, a tense time. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity. I've worked in the system, and I've worked at four or five districts. I've worked in districts that run really well, and I've worked at districts that haven't run that well. And so I bring that lens to the table. And, um, and so th I think this is an opportunity for us to do some things differently. How do you ensure that the FICMAT and the, like those, the things that you have to do, or what, what will you try to do to, so it doesn't hurt students? Um, just try to make sure we preserve instruction and services. Everything has to be focused on that, serving the students and um, being good stewards of the public trust. And so that's the focus. That's how the plan's going to be. Well, when, when do you hope that that will, is sure. it 2020 sometime? Uh, well, or not even it's sooner. Sooner. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Implement. And yeah, because we're really. I yeah. yeah I'm, I'm working on one a draft now. Yeah. You submit that to the state. Is that how it works after that? We'll you, submit the, it to yeah. the state in January. We're in January. The board of governors oversees all the community colleges. Right. So since we're high risk, mm -hmm. we have to go to them and talk about our action plan. A lot of news coming out of North County this week. Make sure you check out the print edition of The Coast News and our website for more details on any of these top stories.
Now let's take a minute to thank a longtime friend of the Coast News. Taste of Himalaya's restaurant in Carlsbad, serving up delicious Indian cuisine and supporting local news. The holiday season is always a time of giving. I'm sure your office or even your local gym has some type of food or toy drive going on. So right now, we're going to take a deeper look into the need for food this time of year. In San Diego County, an estimated 450,000 people are food insecure, according to the San Diego Hunger Coalition. That means that nearly half a million residents do not have access to enough food to maintain a healthy lifestyle. And Jim Floros, president of the San Diego Food Bank, says it only gets worse during the holidays. So we know that people are hungry uh, throughout the year, but obviously during the holidays, tight budgets are stretched even tighter. Well, we see a huge spike in demand from our nonprofit partners saying they need more product, they need more food. To keep up with need in North County, the food bank recently moved its local warehouse to a bigger and better space in Vista. They see themselves as more of a nutrition bank providing a well-rounded selection of items to promote a healthy lifestyle for families. The one day I don't wear shorts, it's hot in here. What you're hearing is the sound of non-perishable items like Annie's Cheddar Bunnies, bags of popcorn, granola bars, all being sorted in the new warehouse. Extra space means more room for food, diapers, and other essential items which has been a huge help, explains volunteer Monica Bella of San Marcos. We came from a 5,000 square foot building to a 30,000. Here, it's amazing. We have so much room. We have more volunteers that can come. Now on the outside, sunny North County San Diego can seem pretty affluent. Most cities are relatively close to the beach. Property values are high. It can be easy to overlook the folks living here who aren't sharing that experience. Here's Jim Floros again. What's interesting about food insecurity is it's people all around you. And it's the children that your children are going to school with. It's people that are maybe are ashamed of that. They're, they're struggling to, to put food on the table. And I was surprised to learn about one local group that really feels the effects of food insecurity more than you may think. Meet Stephanie Gutierrez. I spent six years as a corpsman, traveled everywhere from San Antonio, Texas, Great Lakes. I went to Guam for a couple of years. I'm married to active duty. About 40,000 people served monthly by the food bank are in the military. Stephanie works with Spirit of Sharing, a nonprofit partner of the food bank. Based in Oceanside, Spirit of Sharing provides all types of items to military families who aren't making much as civilians might have thought. Yes, we get the medical care. Yes, we get the housing. Yes, we get the extra allowances. But the basic paychecks comes down to less than $2 an hour when you really break it down and look at what they do. But that little bit of paycheck that you get has to cover you. Stephanie says when she and her family were in a tough spot, they knew they could count on Spirit of Sharing to help. I've used the services myself just in between pay periods or whatever it is, even if it's to come in to grab a box of macaroni and cheese or some fresh fruits, that door was never closed. You come to rely on them as family versus somebody that is just another organization. This is our warehouse, so this is part of the partnership that we have with the North County Food Bank. This is our diaper bank, again, Kind of covered up because we're preparing for our Santa event. That's the voice of Rachel Walker, an administrator with Spirit of Sharing. Those partnerships she was talking about really come in handy this time of year when the amount of families they serve can double or even triple. Because of their pride and privacy, uh, tend to make things stretch a little longer during the year. But during the holidays when the kids are at home from school and you just have that need for more food and things, it just becomes kind of, hey, I got to reach out. At the end of the day, Food insecurity is still an issue that faces communities year-round. 
but it's just packing a bigger punch around the holidays. Stephanie says she's grateful for Spirit of Sharing and encourages others to get involved however they can. For those people that have things in their garages, in their cupboards, you know, don't throw it away. Bring it down to organizations like ours because there is somebody that can always use it. If you want to volunteer or donate to any of these organizations combating food insecurity in North County, check out their websites and learn how you can help. That's all we have for you this week on the North County Beat. Remember to subscribe and rate us on your favorite platform. Keep on sharing this podcast with friends, family, everyone, and show your support for awesome hyper-local news. New episodes every Friday, so check back next week. We'll be here same time, same place. Got a couple of thank yous on the way out today. Contributing reporters Steve Horn, Tawny McRae, and Steve Paterski. Our editor-in-chief is Abraham Jewett. Our associate publisher is Chris Kidd. And our publisher is Jim Kidd. I'm Kelly Kyle. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.